From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. So now more and more people are vaccinated and businesses in the United States are starting to ask employees to come back to work. And what I mean is not that we haven't been working this whole year, but we've been working from home. And what we're seeing now is an anxiety of workers not really keen on going back, whether it be, I liked working at home in my pajamas attitude, or maybe there's a fear and anxiety about coming back to work. Dr. Bregman, is that like cave syndrome? Linda, that's like getting back to work. It's, it's a pro- more of a problem than we think. Uh, a lot of people are not alone with this. Everybody's in the same boat. It's cave syndrome. For those who are just listening for the first time, you are the person who coined cave syndrome. It's caught on because there is this big syndrome called cave syndrome. My question to you for first time listeners, what is cave syndrome? When you just, you know, fell in love with your cave, you know, you're just home, you can't leave home and you're afraid of what's going on outside. In lockdown, a lot of people have been doing their work from home, but let's face it, it's not quite the same as going into work, getting dressed up, um, taking that commute. So there's a lot of social anxiety. Let's face it, you've been comfy at home and all is good. Maybe you've gained some weight, there's social anxiety. And what about that commute? I mean, if you live in a hustle bustle city and you've been quiet inside your home, you're going from zero to 100 miles per hour, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Linda, a good part of this is it's a routine issue. You know, for a year and it's been unprecedented. So many people have been isolated, alone, at home, working, no commute, uh, uh, no hygiene. We'll talk about that. Don't have to dress up. Well, I'm seeing my practice. I'm getting people who want me to write notes. Doc, I can't go back to work. I mean, I'm seeing it so much now. I, I mean, let's face it. Working at home is not, I wouldn't say fun, but it's relaxing. You know, you don't have to wash your hair. Uh, you get to spend time with your dogs, your children. I mean, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. Okay. But I want to talk about because let's face it, we got to get America back to work, right? And, and sometimes, well, more than sometimes, let's say more than sometimes, it's really important for people to do it in the office, to go back to work, to get the butts in the seats so that we can move on and so we can go back to our normal life. So let's talk about why it's important for people to go back to work uh, into the office. Okay, well, you know, Linda, I think we got to take a step back, okay, to answer your question about going back. You know, people have faced isolation. They wouldn't touch each other. They couldn't go to each other. And it caused all kinds of cognitive dysfunction, poor reality testing. And people are just not the same. And they've lost their skills. They develop some form of agoraphobia. And that's also what cave syndrome is about. There's the extroverts who are going out fine, the introverts who kind of want to stay in. 
I believe that creative people need collaboration, not in all fields, like writing, obviously, you know, is kind of a loner type of skill. Sometimes painters, they want to paint by themselves. You know, it's not a team effort when you're making, you know, painting the Mona Lisa, but creative people like say working in an advertising agency that needs collaboration. That gets to my second point in whatever field you're in. You need to feed off of people's energy. What do I mean by that? Hey, I can hear you laugh. You thought what I said was funny. I can see you smile. I can see the brightness, the twinkling of your eyes, the energy that's coming off your body. That's collaboration. That's not going to happen in a Zoom call. It's not going to happen on a phone. You need people need people. Okay, not only socially, but I think at the workplace, too, you get dressed up you're accountable, you develop office friendships, which is really important, and you can't fall into laziness as much as you can at home. What do you think about that? I agree with everything you're saying. And I I want to um, enumerate some things that, uh, that I understand that could be helpful to people. Now, there was a study by the American Psychiatric Association that 48% of vaccinated people still feel uneasy about one-to-one interaction. Wow, there's that. It means every other person going back to the office, you know, that they feel uneasy, okay? Now, it's natural maybe to be cautious, okay? You're stepping out of the cave. You want to see what's going on there. And what I have come up with is my what I call my MAV approach, okay? And this is how I've been helping my patients to to get out, okay? Because really what we want is, you know, to get out there. M, okay, mindfulness. So just sit yourself down with friends and be mindful about what's going on with you. You don't want to go back to work, okay? Think about some of the things Linda was talking about. Then A, attitude. Come up with a good attitude, attitudes, everything, like just do it and don't delay to get re-entry. Then what I think about is what Linda talks about, V, which is vision. I mean, have a great vision of yourself. Hey, I'm going to go to the office, going to have some fun with my friends, going to talk to people, I'm going to meet people, have maybe some lunch and this and that. So there's a vision. So you're mindful, you have a good attitude, A, and then V, your vision. I love it. And that's easy to remember. And that's a, that, those three things are such great pieces of advice for a society that's been in lockdown, in the pandemic, getting maybe a little too used to working from home. And now it's time to go back. So remember those three tips. Now, you know, I'm a big proponent of going back to work. I feel we are more productive as a society, uh, whether you're a factory worker or you're creative, whatever. I think people need to go back to the office. But Dr. Bregman, if I was to change it to tweak it just a little, you know, if I were a boss, I'd say, all right, go back to work four days a week. One day you can work from home. I think that's a nice compromise. Also, I think that you should be able to take your dogs back to work. Why? Well, let's face it. For those people suffering from anxiety and our dogs will be suffering from anxiety when they've been so used to staying at home and now mommy and daddy have to go back to work. 
Well, if you have anxiety, what better way to bring, you know, Buster or Rhodey to work with you as your emotional support animal? What do you think? I like that I'm an employer and I've had to recently start talking, you know, to people. And I believe in the hybrid approach, just like what you said. I mean, so I'm going to have a hybrid approach. You know, you can work at home and at the office. And, and I, um, I want to be able to talk to people and see what their issues are and be somewhat accommodating. And I think that people should talk to their employers, their friends. And, you know, it's a big deal. And um, so be, be more outspoken, you know, with them. And as far as the dog, I'm bringing Milo. Uh, everybody's going to feed him. I know it. because And he's he, going to love it. He's going to be the office dog. Why not? It, good. I, I'm going to put him to work. Milo, did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to change uh, the subject a little, which actually is dovetailing with what we were just talking about, which is um, the fear of going back to work. We touched on it a little um, a minute ago about what happens when people have gotten this malaise of working from home. One of the first things that goes is the hygiene. And I read this article. It's a, you know, it's a funny article, actually. The Guardian, which is a really well-known British newspaper, uh, wrote this article a couple of days ago. And it is hilarious, but true. Uh, it's supported by, actually, statistics. And I want to go over this. Um, it said in one of the opening paragraphs that in Britain, there was a survey taken in February that 17% of Brits were showering less, while one third were not putting on clean clothes daily and hair washing went to weight less frequent. So what's going on? Is the world getting stinkier? Have we become the great unwashed? Um, there's certainly been some hygiene changes. Um, you know, really in terms of my practice, I'm very uh, cognizant of people's hygiene. Um, if I ever hear from family members that people have kind of let go of hygiene, you know, that's a big red flag for anxiety and depression. So, uh, you know, to me, some of the things that's gone on in the pandemic are, uh, you know, not quite uh, what I'm talking about in terms of people really letting go of their hygiene. If we look at it medically, that's one issue. But I think in the pandemic, people have, uh, they, they don't have to get dressed up. Uh, they don't have to wash their hair as much, brush their teeth, whatever. Right. Right. And they right. got I mean, used to it. Why wash when you're not going out, not going to work in the office, not going to restaurants? But in a minute, we're going to talk about why it's important. But Carl Lagerfeld, who was the famous designer, I mean, everybody is walking around in sweatpants that they've worn for a whole week without washing. And he had a famous quote about that, that he said in 2013, obviously before the pandemic, but he said, sweatpants are a sign of defeat. You've lost control of your life. So you bought some sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. love it. Right. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Well, you know, in this Guardian article, um, they interviewed several readers. And I want to quote some of them because I think it's kind of funny. Uh, one reader said, I bathe less, uh, much less uh, in full 
lockdown, I hardly showered at all. What's the point? One full month, I never showered. But my skin feels much healthier and looks better. I only wash my naughty bits. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, will we ever go back to normal? What do you think? Will we become a clean society again? I, I think so. Uh, I think as uh, people uh, get back into the routine of, uh, you know, going and having to commute and get dressed up and be around other people and not want to be self-conscious, I think, uh, you know, people get back into their normal habits uh, because people have just kind of slipped out to whatever they felt what the needs were at the time. You know, I was reminded when reading this article that way before my time and yours too, that, you know, in the days where houses just had one bathroom. So on Sunday nights, mom would fill up the tub and one by one, kids would go in, dad would go in, everybody would get washed, but that would be their only time that they would take a bath. Now, you could argue that maybe our skin is healthier because we overwash with soap and we dry it out, you know? Think of all the time we're saving not blow drying our hair. So yes, there are, you know, overwashing depletes oils. I don't know, I, I, but I am an advocate of, come on, it's important. Self-respect, feel good about your, yourself. Think about hygiene. How about respect for your fellow man? Don't get lazy, as Karl Lagerfeld said. I, I, I think uh, we're going to come back to normal. Um, it, I, it's interesting to kind of bring awareness about hygiene. You know, people, it's like one of the things people don't talk uh, about. Um, but in an office, if there is a, a worker that has a, a <laughs> I, oh, do the, especially. Are the you saying body odor? Just say it. Yeah, Just say body. It. Odor, oh, oh, the, <laughs> oh, the you know, my nose doesn't work so well, which is great in medicine because you know it, there's terrible things, odors, and uh, so I'm lucky. But some people have very keen noses. I think a, a lot of people are going to be taking a lot more showers before work. Yeah, and 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 going back to using deodorant, I'm sure that's going to make deodorant companies very happy. Yeah, they've had a big hit lately. I heard that um, you know, a, a, a large percentage of people aren't using it. Well, like you said, I see it coming back into vogue, not because it's a fashion statement, but because it's just a necessity. That's just I, I, what we do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I love talking to you. So let's all get back to work, right? Let's get yeah. this nation going. Let's start looking good again and uh, get this train back on the tracks. Yeah, Linda, let's get going. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. All right. Me too, well, me too. Thank you so much for all the encouragement out there. And we'll talk next week. Talk next week, Linda. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.